Now we come to negotiating, so learning outcome four, part three. How do we resolve conflict? We negotiate. If we're going for a, a win-lose or a win-win, we negotiate. And there's a certain set of skills involved in negotiating and a certain number of tools and techniques, and we'll look at some of those. So what, what is negotiation? And, it, and it's a process, and it's a, a discussion process between two or more people who have differing points of view or starting points who are willing to move from their original position. If they're not willing to move, there can be really no negotiation at all. So we have to, first of all, establish whether there is room for movement on both parties. And uh, we also have to decide um, for ourselves what our strategy is going to be. So are we, are we wanting a win-win outcome? Is that what we really want? Or do we want a win-lose situation? And do they want to win-lose? So again, we need to think of strategies and we need to have open discussions about what we want to achieve here. So obviously there's informal negotiating where we need those really strong interpersonal skills. But I think here primarily we're talking about this formal negotiating, which might take place you know, when we are uh, planning a project. Um, this might take place when we are um, engaged with suppliers, um, talking about the price or, or negotiating over requirements. Um, and there are a number of steps in a, in, a, in a negotiating process. I mean, there are many books on this subject. You, you have the, the five steps of negotiating. I've got one called the seven steps of negotiating, the 10 golden rules of negotiating. So there's, there's many ways you can describe this process. But if we just break it down a little bit and provide some general guidance here on this. So some have said that the most important thing in negotiating is the planning stage the preparation. I think there's a, an acronym, the five P's, you know, proper planning prevents poor performance. And that is true of negotiating. Do your groundwork, understand what you want, what they want, uh, what, where the balance of power is, and, you know, really understand and get to grips with what we're about to do. Then we move into uh, a phase that we could call discussing. So this is where we set the scene. This is where we um, openly declare our intentions to um, negotiate and, and express goodwill. And perhaps at this point, we would put the issues or the negotiating, the scope of the negotiation on the table so that there's no big surprises later on when somebody suddenly pops a rabbit out of a hat. That's, that's a very important step, by the way. Um, one great technique is to invite the other party to ask them what they want to negotiate, what they're including. And then once they've done that, so they might say things like time, cost and quality. And then we, of course, might say, yes, we want to do that as well. But in addition, we'd like to put these things on the table. So we've scoped the negotiation nice and clearly. And then we discuss that. So when they say time, we'd say, well, what do you mean by time? When they say quality, we say, well, tell us what you, you're thinking about quality in terms of negotiating ranges. And so we'd start to probe and discuss and uncover. So we've got a very clear understanding that when we go into the next phase, which is proposing, we know exactly what we're proposing and we understand what they're proposing in return. So again, it's all about good communication, planned communication. Proposing is this is where we start our opening positions and we start high 
and work down or low, depending on which way you're doing it. So these are our opening positions. I would like it delivered in 10 months for a cost of £100,000. And they go, well, actually, we were thinking 14 months and £200,000. So we start maybe quite a long way apart, but we propose. But what we don't do is commit at this stage. Then we go into the, the, the trading stage, the bargaining stage. And this is where we start to make proposals. And we start to nominally say, well, in principle, yes, if you did this, I would be willing to do that. But we don't agree. We just potentially agree. We say, well, look, in principle, if you're happy to do this, I could do this. So let's put that to one side because it's quite important that it's the whole negotiation that is uh, informing those decisions. Um, we don't want to agree on single issues because at the end of the day, we're negotiating perhaps uh, uh, many, many points. Um, so if you think of governments um, in negotiating trade deals, you know, there, there are many facets and parts of the overall negotiation. And some areas you lose, some you'll win, but it's the overall big picture that you have to keep an eye on when you're doing the, the trading or the bargaining. And then as we go through the life of the project, uh, sorry, through the life of the, the, the negotiation, I should say, um, we are agreeing things. And we are saying, yes, we can agree to that, subject to final agreement. And then we confirm our agreement at the end. We summarize it, we document it before we leave the negotiating location, and we both take a copy back to our respective organizations where we then review it and put the plans into place. Maybe a contract should be issued at that point. There are a number of things to consider um, when we're planning our negotiation, and one of these is something that we call the BATNA, the best alternative to a negotiated agreement. So the question is, what if we can't agree with the other party? What if our range of negotiating is outside of their range? And there's just no way we can accept the offer that is being made to us. Well, we walk away. Clearly, we cannot accept it, so we walk away. But the important thing, of course, is that we don't walk away to something that's worse than what we've been offered. So this is where the best alternative to a negotiated agreement comes in. So what is our fallback plan? And we definitely need one of those unless we're in extreme circumstances. So what is our walkaway plan? And is our walkaway plan worse than the one they're offering? Because it would be rather crazy to go away um, maybe through pride and we say we're definitely not accepting your offer and we go away and we suffer accordingly. So we should create our BATNA way before we go into the negotiating. So we know that if we cannot reach this, this area of agreement, we're able to move away and uh, move on to something better there. So um, it's also helpful, of course, to try to identify the other party's BATNA as well. So what is their walkaway position? And, and it may be that we just ask them or we may discover it through the negotiation, or we have to try to forecast it. So understanding when they will walk away and when we walk away, that can help us think about our negotiation strategy, the range, um, maybe the movement. We, we may move more if we realise they'll walk away at a certain point. It may be we can stretch a little bit further and maybe give a little bit more um, to try to gain a win-win situation. But understanding both parties' partner is absolutely uh, crucial here. But remember again, 
we don't apply the Batna to single issues. It's the, it's the whole deal that we must consider when we're thinking about our Batna. The other term that's used, another acronym, I'm afraid, is ZOPA. And this is the zone of possible agreement. So this is where you have the range, talked about the range of the buyer. The buyer has a range here and the supplier has a range here. And it's where those two overlap is the zone of possible agreement. And again, we should try to identify what that is by understanding what we believe their range is going to be and what our range is going to be. So the, the, the key in, in a negotiation is to try to get into the ZOPA zone, the zone of possible agreement, as quickly as possible. Um, it, it's often the case that negotiations spend far too long going round and round this potential area of agreement. Um, and then it's in the last you know, hour or so of a long negotiation where they suddenly arrive at the ZOPA and then the negotiating takes place rather quickly and perhaps unsatisfactorily. So trying to understand what that ZOPA zone is, that zone is, and getting there as quickly as possible is absolutely crucial. I mean, if there is no zone, there is no negotiation. So we talked about techniques, but this idea, let's come back to this idea of a win-win situation where both parties feel they've, they've won out of this. Um, what should we consider? Because they, to be honest, we have to put a lot of effort into this. You know, getting agreement and a win-win re requires collaborating, which takes time and effort. And, you know, is it worth bothering? So I suppose the considerations would be, um, what's the value of the project here? Um, and we'd have to understand the value to both parties. I mean, so I've got something that perhaps is valuable to me, but is not valuable to you. Um, I need to understand that if I'm going to collaborate. What about the duration of the relationship? If, if the contract's only for six weeks, do I really want to spend a lot of time building a lifelong relationship? But if the project is years and there's follow-on work or these are a choice supplier or customer, they're going to come back for more, then clearly I may want to invest the time to do that. Um, what about the, the culture um, of both organisations? Is there a willingness um, and the ability to share information? Some organisations say we're going to collaborate, but find it very, very difficult to do that because of the, 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 the culture and the um, precedence that's been set in the past. So it's very difficult to change perhaps there. And also, what are the benefits in collaborating here? And, and if they're not very clear, then there may not be the incentive to do it. So win-win sounds great, um, and it is the right answer generally to most questions, but we'd certainly need to consider, is it worth spending the time to really go for a collaborative approach?